Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is episode number 38 of Coaching Connections. On today's episode, we have an assistant coach from Sam Houston State University, Mr. Andre Owens. He's a graduate of UTSA. He played basketball there. He played overseas in Germany. He's having himself a heck of a career as a coach at the collegiate level right now, and I couldn't be more proud of him. I'm happy to have him on the show. This is episode number 38, Mr. Andre Owens, Coaching Connections. Let's get after it. What's up, man? What's up? What's going on? Just here, man. Just got done with some work stuff earlier. Chilling. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Andre, let me just say thank you, man, for taking time out of your day to talk about life, talk about hoops, and, and everything else in between, man. I really do appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you, man. Um, excited about it. Uh, anytime you get to share, you know, it's always a good time. So, Absolutely. You know, first let's talk about this whole COVID situation. It kind of looks different for everybody. You know, how, how did it alter your life as far as your daily routine? Uh, what did you do all summer long? Did you binge watch a whole lot of TV? I mean, what, what were you up to this uh, this summer? Yeah, um, you know, it altered us. I think we were we were in a conference tournament. We're, we were preparing. We actually did a uh, shoot-around, went over to scout, um, did everything, and got ready, ready to play. Um, and then – I think our girls were – they were at the game. They were watching the game. They had to play the next one, and they kind of started texting us. Like, I think they're about to cancel it. And we kind of knew watching ESPN, ACC, and those big conferences start canceling. Um, and then they canceled uh, the game. So it was tough telling those seniors, uh, you know, hey, your season's over. You know, you know, you worked all year to get to the tournament. Um, so that was difficult for, for them. Um, and then kind of for us, you know, we – we, we really kept working, you know. Uh, a lot of what we do is on the phone. Um, so we stayed on the phones, and we, and we actually had to get five guys. Um, and we had been out and seen a lot of, a lot of guys, but at the same time we had to talk on the phones and talk to coaches and kind of get idea of, of, uh, of who to bring in. Um, so a lot of what we did for that first month or two, we, we know we had to get guys signed. So that's what we yeah. tried to do our best, uh, try to find ways to, to get those guys signed without coming to campus without being able to visit, um, you know, and, and, you know, kind of on a personal tip as far as that, what, what I kind of did, I, I read, I read a lot, um, you know, just kind of reading different things on the internet, reading books and, and doing things like that that I didn't have time to do before. Um, so I was able to do that. And then I binge watched, uh, I actually went back and watched, uh, oh, what was the show? Uh, God, it was a show, the show that it was in Baltimore, um, back in the day, it was a long time ago. The uh, what was the name of that show? Um, like a cop show? Yeah, cop and uh, God, what was the name of that show? Killing me. Just... <laughs> yeah, I know. I just it just went blank. Um, but I went back and watched it. I, I'll think about it here soon. Uh, and just went back and watched that show. Uh, caught up on. I've been watching The Shy uh, and different other shows. Just just really it, man. Watching movies that you haven't watched in a long time. Yeah, uh, different things like that. Um, so that's that's pretty much what I what I've been doing. And on the phone, and we met maybe like one time a week. Tried to keep our distance. We stayed at home. Um, we met as a staff maybe one time a week. Um, you know, and and a lot of what we're doing recruiting wise has been on Zoom. Yes. So you know, on Zoom we've been zooming a lot of kids, getting them in front of coach, and being able to you know have some type of connection with them. And and now you guys back to working out. Uh, we're not yet. We had, we had three guys here in the summer that are able to still cause they stayed here and they've been quarantined and everything. Uh, the guys got here Friday. 
Um, and so they just got to quarantine for 14 days before we can get back to uh, to working out. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. Life's different, though, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's different. It's, it's different, man. You know, but, but we get through this. You no, know, we'll all come out of this a, a lot stronger than before, you know, and then yeah. learn a little. Yeah. Yeah. Ourselves. yeah, I think so. Uh, I just thought about that show, The Wire, man. The Wire. Oh, The Wire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> uh, The Wire was a show I caught up. Man. I had never watched it. I didn't watch it. You said it. old, and I was, I was thinking like way, way back. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. New York undercover, but you said. Oh, yeah, more. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what about your childhood? Where'd you grow up? You know, what was your childhood like? You know, did you have any uh, influences in your life that were, that were pretty powerful? Um, childhood, I uh, was in Dallas area. Uh, went to school in Irving. Uh, my, my mom was, it was me and my mom in Irving. Uh, and my, my dad uh, was in Dallas area. So, um, you know, stayed in Irving, went to Irving High School. Um, you know, those two coaches that I had there were probably my first influences on basketball. Um, you know, and, and, and just teaching me how to play and, and how to do different things. Growing up, you know, we, you know, when we grew up, you know, we just went out there and played and hooped, you yeah. know, and just figured out how to get to the hole and figured out how to put the ball in the basket. Um, so those two guys really kind of helped me start thinking more, uh, you know, of the game. Um, and then I would say, you know, from every, every coach, I think, man, has been great for me. Uh, I had Coach Kevin Gill at McLennan. Um, he was great. He still, we were his first class. He's still there now. Um, you know, and when I was a head coach at Western Texas, I actually got to play against him. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I like, you know, going up against a guy like that, that you, you know, yeah. look at a little bit. What yeah. was that feeling like? Yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. You know, like the first time we, we, we go and play there and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm locked in and I'm, you know, ready to get my team going and coach comes over and, you know, and somebody says, can we have a picture? And uh, so he's like, yeah, you know, so he take a picture and he puts his arm around me. And like from that moment right there, like he just like sunned me, you know, like, hey, you know, like, and we got beat by 30. Like, I mean, we got killed at their whole gym. Uh, but then they had to come back to us and we did get the win, you know, nice. so I at least got to split with them. Uh, but that, that was a pretty cool deal uh, as far as that. And, and I would say Tim Carter. Uh, he coached at UTSA. I, he he was really impact on me. Um, and then playing pro, those guys were good. Uh, one guy that has a lasting impression on me, just even in coaching and anything, is Kenny Anderson. He he uh, played CBA, and he was my head coach. Um, he was he was as real as it could get. You know, I, I think you know sometimes coaches you know they don't keep it as you know as real. But that was like his first job, and he was as real as it could get. And and I appreciated it. And it, and that really uh, it really taught me a lot as far as coaching and moving on in life. So, so you played college ball at UTSA, and yeah. then played some pro ball, right? And, mm-hmm. and how long after college did you play? Uh, about, about three years. I, I played in Germany. Uh, I played in Turkey, um, and then I was supposed to supposed to be D League, supposed to play uh, with the Toros. Uh, but at that time, I think it was Curtis Gerald's was a point guard that they had and they, and they moved him down. And then that, that dream. So once he came down, you know, I had, you know, somebody had to go. Um, so that dream kind of, kind of, you know, didn't, didn't come up. And then I just kind of was out of it for a little bit. Then I played CBA. Um, and that, and that was a fun experience. And I just, you know, man, you got, you got to be self-disciplined. You know, I tell these guys all the time, you know, you don't have coaches telling you in the summertime to go work out every day and, 
through different things like that. And I, and that self-discipline just wasn't there, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, so I just kind of moved away, moved out of uh, playing basketball. So it's a good experience though for you to take that. And, and like you said, give it to the guys that you're working with now. Like, look, I was there, you know, and yeah. self-discipline is key. You know, I, I can attest to that for sure. Yeah. yeah. What was it like out in Germany and Turkey, you know, different culture and everything? Yeah, it was fun. Um, Germany was definitely, you know, a little, little, um, it was tough at first, just kind of being so far away from home, never, never experiencing that, and and not, you know, not having English as a first language. Um, so that that was tough a little bit, but it, it was a fun experience, great experience to see Europe um, and and to see you know the world in a different light. Um, and Turkey was the same, you know, it's 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 a Muslim Muslim place, so it was you know it was different, you know, walking around and seeing people fully you know fully covered. Um, and, and things like that, and, and uh, but it was fun just learning the culture um, and, and getting to and diving into their world. So that that was great. It's, it's it's always neat and interesting to embrace somebody else's culture and kind of get to know a little bit, little bit more about them. You know, I think and here. It, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. No, and, it, and it's, you know, it's it's you know, the thing about it, like I mean, we ran. You know, this was I guess two thousand seven. 2008 in that area you know we and we were you know we're running horns we're running double ball screens you know we're running uh rolling replace and now it's like that's what the game is you know now it's like that's what the game is you know those guys were so far ahead uh you know of, of the game and where it's at now it's nothing but ball screens you know uh, oh, so you, you've learned a lot yeah back then that, that translates to the game now yeah that's pretty awesome yeah so 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 right now you're at sam houston state assistant coach um so talk about your experience so far there but but then let's also talk about your journey you know how did you get into coaching and and what were your stops in between uh then and now um well like like after I got through playing I you know I had a hard time figuring out uh, what to do you know and, and that's one thing that I preach to these guys all the time man like you know we're you know I think it, I think it's getting better but as a culture at that time like it was basketball all or nothing you know yeah. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't prepared, honestly, you know, uh, so much for life as much. Um, so I just kind of sat around a little bit and then uh, went to be a personal trainer, used my degree, went to be a personal trainer at uh, 24 Hour Fitness. And one of my old coaches uh, was at Eastfield Junior College. Uh, it's like a, a D3 community college in Dallas area. And I just emailed him one day um, and asked him to volunteer. So he let me volunteer. So I'm kind of working, you know, personal training. I'm volunteering there for two years. Uh, and then the coach that that had me, uh, that had that recruited me to UTSA, got the job. His name is Deion Phelps. Uh, and, and he's he's probably the most – I forgot, you know, he's probably the most important guy on my journey as far as a coach. Um, but he, uh, he got the head job at Oklahoma City. And he had an assistant coach, but then they took away kind of the money and the funding for that assistant coach. So – you know, he was honestly only able to pay $7,000 a year. So he's trying to find somebody who really wants to get into it. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, and I, honestly, I was making pretty good money doing a personal trainer. So I, you know, I kind of took a leap of faith and I was like, man, you know, I'm just going to go out here. This is what I want to do. Um, and so I went out there for three years uh, and, and was able to help him. And then I, I was actually at Baylor basketball camp um, and a coach, uh, Grant McCaslin. He's the head coach at North Texas now. He was assistant at Baylor and I'm eating lunch. He says, let me sit by you. And so we're just talking and he's asking me what I want to do. 
And he, uh, he says, man, I got a friend at uh, Western Texas that, that needs an assistant. Calls him up. You know, the next week I go out there and interview, and then I get on um, at Western Texas assistant coach. Uh, it was a fun first year learning, you know, learning JUCO was completely different um, from anything that I did. So I had to ex- get good experience with that. Uh, and then, and then that, you know, that year in probably May, you know, coach walks in my office. He's like, hey, you know, I, I have three kids. I really want to spend time with them more. Um, you know, if, if I step down, do you think that you're ready to be the head coach? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. You know, like, yeah, I'm ready. And so – so I got to, so I just had to go in front of the athletic director interview and, and she was with it. And so it was a smooth transition for me going from assistant to being the head coach. Um, and so that first year was probably my best year. Uh, you know, we, we did really well. We won 22 games, lost 10. Um, and then we had a kid, Daquan Jeffries, who is now playing for the uh, Sacramento Kings. He was just playing in a bubble, and, and he's experiencing that. So we, so we had uh, we had some talent that first year. We had talent all all through those years, um, you know. And so I learned a lot about myself being that head coach and and, and running my own program. And then uh, last year in September, actually, I get a call from a nine three six number, and and. Um, and I actually had looked the day the day before I looked online and I seen Sam Houston State need an assistant coach and I get this nine three six number and it's Coach Hooten, you know, he leaves me a message. I'm like, oh man, I know I'm like I know what this is about to be. I'm about to make a big decision. Yeah. Um, and so he asked me to, to join the staff and I was like, hey, I gotta I have to take the opportunity. You know, coach has been here ten years, he's won nineteen plus games every year, great program. Um, so I, I, I had to do it. Um, I, had, I had to come here and, and experience that, and this is what I wanted to do. Um, so this first year was, was fun. You know, it was definitely um, experience for me, you know, going from head coach to being an assistant. Um, you know, it's tough. You know, it's tough, you know, not, not being the boss anymore, but it's been, it's been a great experience at, this, at the Division One level, and I think year two is going to be even better because um, now we kind of know each other and, and uh, know what coach wants. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited for this year, too, if it happens, you know. Yeah. God willing, right? <laughs> yeah, God willing. So yeah. so what would you tell younger coaches? I mean, a couple times in your career, you took these leaps of faith, you know, like going going up to Oklahoma um, and yeah. taking a pretty good pay cut, but following yeah. your heart and then, you know, going from a head coach to an assistant coach, but again, following your heart to a, to a bigger program and, and ultimately doing what you want to do. How, what would you tell younger coaches in that situation? making those decisions. Yeah. yeah you know, I think, uh, and it's hard, it's different for everybody. You know, I was single and I, I didn't have any kids. So I was, you know, maybe able to kind of take that pay cut a little bit more than, than other people. Uh, but a lot of times that's, that's what it's going to take. You know, it's going to take for you to, to do something that you might not want to do for a couple of years um, to get, to get to where you want to be. Um, and I think the main thing we talk about leap of faith and I think faith is the biggest part of it. You know, you got to have faith in yourself, uh, you know, and faith in, those, in the, the person that you're going to work for um, to help you in the business and to keep, you know, keep you advancing in the business um, as well. So, I, you know, I would tell them to, you know, you, you want to pick the right person to work for, uh, the right person, to, you know, to lead you um, in the business. And, and that's, a, that's a big thing, too, big key. Favorite basketball memories for you personally as a player, as a coach, it doesn't matter. Yeah, probably more, honestly, more as a coach. I've probably won a lot more as a coach than as a player. Uh, you know, um, you know, 
I mean, I came from, I mean, we had a tough district, you know, I don't want to take that away, but I mean, my junior year, we didn't win a game in district yeah. um, in high school. So, you know, it wasn't a lot of favorite memories there. Um, but, you know, I think a favorite memory in college was being at UTSA and, and you know, and watching UT your whole life, watching Texas, and we got to play there and, and just experiencing that atmosphere um, was, was big for me. I'm um, also playing overseas and experiencing that that atmosphere, experiencing that um, that prof- being a professional basketball player, doing what you want to do and getting paid for, uh, was definitely a favorite memory for me. Um, and as a coach, uh, I would say, you know, my my first year in Oklahoma City, we were the eight seed. It was eight teams in the tournament. Uh, we were number eight, uh, and we had seven guys that played, and we just those guys just bonded. Those seniors just told each other, like, hey, we're not gonna take, we're not gonna take losing. We're gonna get there. And we won the conference tournament and got in advance to the national tournament. Um, so that was great. That was my first championship, you know, really being won besides besides Little League. Um, so that, that I would say those, those are my uh, great experiences. Um, and then now, I mean, now, I mean, walking, you know, first game we played, we played Mississippi State. You know, and that's a dream come true, you know, coaching in front of, you know, 15, 20,000 people. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so that, that was, that's been a great experience as far as that traveling and, and being in Division One level. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just, it's always a good feeling when you start to see some of those dreams come to fruition and, and you step out on the floor and you look out at the arena, I'm sure, and you're like, wow, you know, kind of give yourself goosebumps. Yeah, like, you know, like you're, you know, you're, you're here, you know, I guess, and you, you know, and, and you're not where you want to be, but you know, you're, you're, you're getting there. And, and like you said, seeing those dreams come, come true um, has been great. Yeah. So you mentioned overseas quite a few, a few times. Um, you know, you see a young, a young man like Luca in the NBA yeah. uh, doing what he's able to do. You know, what, what do you think are some of his keys to why he's so successful at, at, at the level at that age? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think there, I, I, I mean, I think, you know, like I said, they were advanced at the time as far as what, what we ran and what we did. Um, I think those kids are just, they're just learning. Um, they're, they're learning a little bit more as far as skill set. And then they're probably able to do more as young kids, um, you know, focus on skill set. Here, we probably have to, you know, you got to pay. You got to pay to get a skills trainer. In yeah. the U.S., there, I think, you know, they kind of come up in clubs and different things like that, and, and they focus a lot on basketball at a young age. So I think Luca was primed from a young age to be this this prodigy. Uh, I mean, you do see that in America as well. Um, but I think, you know, I think that's just how he's been successful. His his mind is, you know, it's, 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 it's you know, it's far ahead of some of these guys that are, that are playing, that are athletes, you know, really athletic and strong, but he's just out thinking, you know, out thinking those guys. And, uh, you know, I think once he learns how to really shoot it, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to guard Luca. It's pretty know? crazy because he's, he's still not as great of a shooter as he could be, but, uh, still tough to guard. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I mean, he's he's played. I mean, he's playing pro. He's played pros. You know, since he was fourteen, fifteen years old. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that that you know, you can't take that experience away. Another um, guy, you know, like Lamelo Ball. I think you know, I think he's going to be um, a little more advanced than some of the guys coming out of the draft because the same way because he's been playing against pros. You know, he's a bunch of grown overseas. men. Yeah, yeah, bunch of grown men. So it is once he becomes a grown. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a little different, um, you know. So I, I think that, you know, I think that's why those guys have been successful. So if you had to pick right now an educated guess, 
Who's winning the NBA championship? And I'm Bron, I'm Bron through and through, man. Like I'm LeBron. Like it's, I can't not say LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can't <laughs> not say it. But you know, I honestly think the Houston Rockets got something that's that's different. Uh, you know, I, I was just saying it today. Like I think D'Antoni finally just, you know, he's 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 all he's always been about the, the way he's played. Yeah. But now you know he got rid of Capella. Like there's no bigs. You know, every all five can shoot. He's really sold out to what he wants to do. I, I, I just scary, man. You know. Well, if they're hitting, they're 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 hard to beat. If they're hitting that three point shot, they're really tough. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I, I, you know, I, you know, I think like they said, Charles Barkley, like he said, you know, we didn't think a jump shooting team would win it. Golden State won it. You know, yeah. we didn't think this and these guys. You know, the game keeps changing. Um, you know, I, I like I haven't really sat down and got to watch them until now, till they've been in a bubble, and I'm watching, and it's like these teams will go on these runs, these 10 0, you know, maybe a 10 0 run or something, and they'll miss the Rockets will miss six straight threes, but then they'll come back and hit three, and it's a one, you know, it's a one point game, you know, like, like that, yeah. yeah, you know, so that's how I always felt about the Warriors when they were on that run, like, no, no lead felt safe, you know, no matter how much time was on the clock, you know, I never felt safe. Never felt safe, man. And I think they just kind of, I mean, all five, I mean, you know, I'm looking at these bigs having to guard the paint, then get out to the corner to guard, to guard PJ Tucker shooting the three. And, you know, it's, it's tough. I think they know the roles and I, I kind of, I kind of like them, you know, as a dark horse in that, in that race, but I got to go with Bron, you know, Bron, I got to, I got to say Bron. <laughs> Put out there. I want LeBron to win, but Houston stuff. Yeah. I got you. I got you. You know, and, and I mean, honestly, honestly, the way Dallas looks, they're hitting. They got, you know, they probably have a little more. They can shoot it probably better than Houston Rockets and playing the same way, you know. Yeah. You know, and it's that Luka different. Uh, dynamic is tough. Scary. Yeah, it's different in that bubble. You know, that that tough, gritty guy. I mean, you know, the dog, you know, everybody says you want dogs. It's just the NBA is getting – it's different, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. You talk about the evolution of the game. How important is is it as a coach to be able to to evolve as well with the way the game has been changing a little bit? What yeah, are your thoughts I think, on that? I think it's important. Um, and, you know, us as a staff here, we've watched a lot of Zoom um, from international guys to G League coaches to NBA coaches uh, to even, you know, even other college coaches, um, you know, just kind of listening and, and picking up picking their brains and that's been great that's been great about this quarantine is that you've been able to learn a lot um, sit down and have time to learn um, and so you know I think that that's that's important you know as far as the coaches is to evolve um, you know I, I do think you know some guys are going to stick to what they do older coaches are going to stick to what they do and do and I think that works as well um, you know but I, I think the game is evolving man if you either going you know get with it or you're going to get left behind um, you know, honestly, you know, now, I mean, four, at least four guys are going to be able to, should be able to shoot, you know, shoot the ball on your team now, you know, at least, I mean, at least. not five, you know, if not all five. Um, so it's just, it's just different. That three point line is, is really, uh, really changed the game. And it did when it first started, but now it's just, you know, the three point line just keeps evolving. Um, you know, and I, you know, I seen like, I think Trey Young tweeted, you know, something about a four-point line. And, you know, you, you don't think it'll happen, but the way these guys are shooting, the way these guys are shooting it, man. You look at you look yeah. at what Dame Lillard's done. I think he said, like, 57 threes in between 
30 and 40 feet on the season, and he's shooting at like 40-something percent. I don't know how accurate that stat is. I read it like on Bleacher Report or something, but, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the way I played, I, I, I think I, I think my senior year, you know, I think I shot 26% from the three. Yeah. You know, I, I probably wouldn't be able to play as much now. You know, they'd be trying to put me at the four, or, you know, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> You know, somebody like you, you know, that's another hit. You know, that's another story. You could always. I've been trying to pull from 30, 40 since I was like seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't always, yeah. but, but like it wasn't always uh, accepted by, by coaches or whatever, you know. And, you know, it's kind of a typically known as a bad shot, right? But when you, yeah. you see Steph Curry, Trey Young, Dame Lillard doing it, it's not no longer a bad shot. It's changing, and again, it's, it's changed. And those guys are hitting it at a, at a high clip. You got what, what can you say, you know? Um, and I think, you know, the more possessions you get is, is becoming important in basketball as well. Guys are trying to get more possessions, uh, you know, and get shots off quicker. So, you know, I remember a few years ago I had a, a really talented freshman group come in. And so uh, my lead assistant, I moved, I moved them from the JV to the freshman, said, I need you to work these guys because I want them to stay together. I don't want to break them up. So that way when they're all sophomores, juniors, they're, you know, they're, they got that, you know, that chemistry. And so um, – <clears throat> He had this, we had this one kid, and he goes, Coach, after the first game, he goes, Coach, you know this little dude just pulled it from, like, the volleyball line, right? And I said, well, what did you tell him? Well, he made it, and then he looked at me to see if I can say something. So I did, but then he did it again, and he made it again. And then he, he made five out of seven from, like, volleyball range, <laughs> and, and, uh, and then he did it again the next game. It's just He just had that ability. And I said, well, Coach, if he's making it, and if it's, you know, not a rush shot, it's within the flow of what you're trying to do. He just happens to be kind of deep. I guess let him shoot it. If, if, if he can make it, I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try, like you said, trying to evolve. At first, it didn't really sit right. It just didn't feel like the right thing to say. But if, if he's making five out of six, five out of seven, you know, and what, what, what else can you say, right, Andre? He's open. He's probably going to be open from out there. And nobody's going to be guarding him. <laughs> You know, uh, if he's hitting it, you know. And, and, if, and it's not like the, the young man was doing some kind of push shot where he wasn't strong enough so it looked kind of funny. He's just shooting a regular catch it in the rhythm, you know, letting it fly, and it just had that ability, you know. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some impactful moments in your career or even even in your playing days. It, it can go either way. Where, where this uh, game is, is actually much more than just playing the game of basketball, much more than coaching the game of basketball. Yeah, um, you know, like, you know, I have uh, – it's a kid uh, that I coached Western Texas my first year there. Um, you know, he's, he's becoming a dentist, you know, now. Um, he went on to Bowling Green, and now he's, you know, trying to be become a dentist. Uh, he actually just started a foundation um, to give back to where he's from, originally from. Um, you know, so I think those, those stories like that, uh, you know, because it's, it's been times where I've had kids that I've struggled with all the way through college – and, you know, I might be, uh, you know, just walking down, walking down the street and I've gotten a text like out of nowhere, like, like, coach, you know, man, I appreciate everything you did. I realize what you're talking about now um, and, and things of that nature, man. And, that, and that's always, you know, been bigger than basketball to me. Um, because like I said before, like, I, you know, I struggled. I struggled after, after not playing basketball. So I, so I really put a lot of emphasis on that. Um, 
you know, and we uh, we always had a slogan when I was uh, coaching, you know, from boys to men, you know, these guys come in, you know, to me as a boy and, and I'm going, you know, I'm going to do my best to, to make you a man and be productive in this world. Um, so that's, that's kind of, you know, anytime, anytime I see these guys get a job, they call me and get a job, they're being successful. Um, those are really the things that, that, that are really impactful to me. Um, and, you know, and then of course, guys being able to play, um, keep playing and the kid Daquan Jeffries I mean you know it's it's him you know his brother uh, I think he has a sister as well and, and, and just his mom and you know he's always been about I got to help my mom you know I got to help my mom and to see him you know get to the NBA and, and be able to do things like that I mean that uh, you know you can't you can't help but to uh but to love to hear those stories and uh, so to be a part of those you know you hear those stories all the time but to actually be a part of it and to see it uh you know, those things are big time. Mm-hmm. I think you're muted. Or- you're right. I was muted. My bad. My dogs <laughs> are making noise upstairs, and so I turned it off while you were talking. Oh, okay, okay. I've yeah. got, I got a couple of messages. I don't know if you've seen them online. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they're upstairs jumping around. It sounds like a bunch of horses running in a stampede or something. Uh, okay. I, I didn't okay. want to mess you up. Um. No, but those bonds, they last, they last a lifetime. And, and, uh, and it's just a different feeling. You know, I've talked to uh, a bunch of people throughout this series and, and they all say similar things. And, and yeah, the championships are cool or, or winning this or winning that is cool. But, you know, the, the feeling you get from a, a young man's success and, and that has nothing to do with basketball, having a, having a kid and getting married or, or getting the yeah. job he wanted or, or, like you said, giving back to his community where he grew up. Or, or making it to the next level and being able to take care of his mom. I'm getting some goosebumps. Look at that. You know, it's just yeah, uh, yeah. it's a good that's feeling. What it does, man. It it's a good feeling. Yeah. And <laughs> so, the impact you have as a coach, you know, it, it's much more than what you're teaching them on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, I'm probably a little old school with ways. You know, I you know I I don't I don't let a kid make it. You know, so a lot of times they don't like me. You know, they don't like me as it's going on because I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let you make it. You know, for in anything because I know, like I've experienced it, man. Like you're not gonna let you make it, uh, you know, and 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 so that's that's one big thing to me, uh, you know. And then impactful, you know, kind of when I played, you know, another funny story, man. Like I, I guess the Spurs, you know, they usually kind of give the the best player in the area a chance, you yeah. know. Um, and you know they, you know they found Devin Brown out of UTSA. Um, and so when I came out, I was able to to work out with them. And so I've been playing a three. I'm probably about six two, you know, my whole time. So I'm out here about to play. I'm playing with these guys, and I, I have no, you know, I think I know how to play, but I really don't. Uh, and so it's all rookies. So at the time, it's rookie camp. So it's George Hill and uh, is it Yan? How you pronounce? It? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Mahimi, Mahimi? Yan, Yan, Yan Mahimi. Yeah, yeah uh, it's him. Those those are two guys that they drafted. Um, the only veteran there is Tim Duncan. So we're playing five on five, and I'm playing on Tim Duncan's team. And literally, he's like, he just stops, like, you know, hold on, man. Like, this guy got to go. Talking about me, you know, like, and I'm thinking, yeah. like, you know, I'm thinking I'm the best thing that's that's smoking, you know, on the court. And he's like, man, I'm I'm like dribbling from one side of the court to the other. Like not, you know, just not knowing how to play that game and not knowing how to pass as much and, and things like that. Um, 
And so that was a humbling experience, man. That was a humbling experience. And I, so, you know, I get, you know, Tim Duncan said, I got to go, I got to go. So I'm on the side of the court just working out. Actually, who I'm working out with, uh, I can't think of his name, uh, but he coaches for the Charlotte Hornets. He's the head coach for Charlotte Hornets now. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I want to say he was like video or something for, mm-hmm. uh, for the Spurs. Um, and so, like, he's working me on the side, and I'm like looking like, dang. You know, and I got to be there for three weeks, so I I, and it, I kept coming back, kept coming back, and I got better and, and things like that. But that whole experience, man, changed my outlook on a lot of things as well. Uh, you know, playing – he's a Hall of Famer. You know, Tim Duncan's a Hall of Famer. And, and uh, he was like, man, you got to go. You know, like <laughs> – We're going to get to a Tim Duncan-esque question, but uh, you know, what what is that? I mean, it's humbling, you know. I mean, yeah. what, what were you yeah. feeling when, when you hear that coming from one of the greatest of all time? Yeah, you know, and it probably, I probably never felt that in my playing career. You know, I've never felt – you know, I've always kind of been – I was always kind of at the top of the pecking order. Um, and to be at the bottom of that pecking order uh, – and, and like I said, I was playing a three and I didn't have positions, so I'm guarding six, eight guys, and these guys just coming to the front of the rim and just finishing over me, over. Yeah. you know, and, and, you know, stuff like that. And it just uh, – it was very, very humbling. And I don't think it was like from a – a complete jerk type of stuff. No, no, he was no, saying no. it. You just you had to get yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey man, you're not, you're not, you're not. This is not you. You know, like, hey man, you gotta, you gotta get better. And and by the time we ended, you know, I felt like I did get better, and um, you know, and, and got to play and, and start, you know, start figuring out, you know, hey, this is Spurs, we we pass the ball here. You know, we don't we don't just try to you know do what you do. You know, pass the ball, we'll figure it out. You know, so beautiful basketball they play. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. No, for sure. All right, so back to the Tim Duncan-type question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't going to ask it because I had to actually delete it. I wrote it down. I was like, nah, I'm going to ask him something else. But I'll ask it since you brought him up. <laughs> yeah. If you had to pick your, your top three power forwards of all time, who yeah. do you roll with? Yeah, that's tough. Uh, once again, I'm, I'm from Dallas, Texas, man, so – Dirk Nowitzki has to be, you know, Dirk, legendary. Yeah, Dirk has to be there somewhere. Um, I think Tim Duncan has to be there, and then um, it gets tricky. You know, I think a lot of people put Karl Malone in there a little bit. He doesn't have rings, um, you know. But I, you know, and it's probably when I, because when I, this is when I seen and played. I wasn't around. I'm pretty sure somebody I'm missing that's that was a lot better. But KG, you know, yeah. Kevin Garnett was one of the guys that I that I really liked and and just the way he played. So I, I would probably have to say those three were my, yeah. What about you? Tim Duncan, one. Yeah. No, I got KG up there too. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm not copying you at all, I promise. But, yeah, I mean, you've seen me play myself. So I appreciate a guy like Dirk, who's seven foot, almost 6'11", and he yeah. can shoot it, you know, and he can shoot that thing. And his shot was almost impossible to block. A little fadeaway, he puts it above his head. I mean, how how do you how do you contest that? Yeah, um, no way. So it was just a matter of whether or not Dirk was feeling good or not feeling good. And yeah. so, you know, and, and and like you said, a lot of that has to do with just how old I am and the guys that I watched playing growing up. And so, I can say, you know, Carl Malone's a little older. I watched him a little bit, you know, but not not. I wasn't old enough to appreciate what he could no. do on the floor. And it, <laughs> I can see highlights all I want or replays. It's not the same. Uh, but when you're growing up and you're watching these guys uh, do it night in and night out as a, as a young man growing up, you know, those are the guys that, that stick to my mind. 
So if you had Dirk, to make a go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was saying in Dirk's, you know, his one ring, I mean, it just kind of I think it equates to to a lot more, man, because he the, the way it happened and you know, yeah. he go through the Spurs, man. And they were I mean, they were a dynasty at the time and to beat the heat and you know, and I thought uh, you know, I thought that one ring meant you know, he probably got about three or four in my oh, mind. Oh man, if you look at exactly, <laughs> you know, you think about it, like you said, who he beat. Spurs were yeah. in their prime. They were on the way back to the finals and you know, Manu picks up that foul, you know, Dirk scores, and, and then they, they they go on and – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they almost yeah. didn't get there, right? You know, but yeah. they did. And then, mm-hmm. and then they beat Miami with LeBron, Dwayne, you know, Bosh. And, and the yeah. level of basketball that, that Dirk had to play at was was insane, and he did. Yeah. It, it was unreal. And, yeah. and you're right. And, uh, and you think back, Mahimi was on that team also in Dallas. <laughs> Oh yeah, he sure was. He sure yeah. was. Yeah. I had him on a show a, a, a month and a half ago or so. He did a good job. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 a good player. Yeah, that's a good player. So then, okay. So then, if you had to pick your starting five all time by position, without without getting too tricky with it. Yeah. Um. Ugh, let's see. I start at the five. <sighs> Shaq or Akeem. I, Probably, probably go, um, probably go Shaq at the five. Uh, got to keep the home run. Got to keep Dirk at that four. Uh, got to have LeBron. Oh man, that's tough because you got Kobe and Jordan. Yeah, that two guards tricky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, I gotta gotta go Jordan, but I feel like I gotta have Kobe in there. Um, you know, those guys can they can play. They can either one of them can run yeah. the point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think you got to – yeah, I think that's where my starting five would be. You know, Kobe and Jordan, just figure it out. What yeah. about right now? You talk about the guys in the league right now. Yeah, um, you know, I, I mean, shoot, man. I think Dame is – he's making me a believer, man. You know, so I might have to put Dame at the one now. Um, at that two uh, – who was – who was there at the two? I might have to come back to that one. Well, actually, I might just do – a LeBron and KD in there, two, three. You yeah. Know, KD at the three, a two, and then LeBron at the three. Um, the four position right now, hmm. probably Giannis. Probably make Giannis my four. And then at the five, that's tough. That's tough. Who's a real five? It's, uh, it's real tough. <laughs> you know, you th- even think about, like, like Jokic, you know, he but he can stretch it. Yeah. Yeah, he could pass it. I'm just yeah. talking about just centers in general. Yeah, Embiid, Embiid is Embiid is good. He's, he's locked in. You know, he's. You know what? I probably wouldn't even have. I probably just do. You know, I probably have Kawhi, um, Kawhi, LeBron, and KD. Just figure it out. You know. Yeah. Um, Giannis at the and five. Guys that didn't put, yeah. Mm-hmm. Put Giannis at the five. Yeah. He's think a five now. How, he's a five now. <laughs> yeah. You think about how big that team is, though. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> That's humongous. Yeah. You know, you basically got two seven footers in the starting lineup and K D and Giannis. Yeah. And then Kawhi and, and, and LeBron are oh, what, six eight or so? Yeah, yeah. And it and it's you know, it's it's funny looking at those books and the and the like the Rockets, you know. I mean, Westbrook's not a five, but for the Rockets, he's probably the only one that's scoring around the basket, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh 
So, you know, and Giannis the same way for Milwaukee. He's probably the one that's going to, you know, Brooke Lopez is trying to shoot it, you know, Luke Lopez trying to shoot a three. Flash Mountain, else, baby. Flash Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Like those guys are the, are the five now, you know. Yeah. Uh, or scored at the rim like a five would, you know. So, uh, it's a different game. What advice would you give any young players, you know, high school players looking to looking to make an impression as far as wanting to play at the next level? Like you, like you said, you had to be humbled a couple times, um, and I mean that respectfully, obviously. Yeah, um, no, I, I take it. I take it respectfully. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, what would you tell some young guys, uh, maybe high school age, trying to trying to figure their way out? You know, I, I think the, the toughest thing now is you know you you know you click on your phone and you see blessed to receive this offer, blessed to receive this offer. Mm -hmm. And, you you know, you start comparing, you know, you start looking like, man, why, why, why I don't have that? Why I don't, you know, and things like that. Um, and some guys can use it as motivation and do it. But I think, uh, but I think just the main thing is just keep your head down and keep working, man, you know. Uh, and I think in keeping that faith and I think it all works itself out. Yeah. Um, and it's tough to do with with so much social media, and they know every like I didn't, you know, when I played, I didn't know I might have, you know, if I read a Slam magazine, I might know the best player in California, you know. But now they can just pick up their phone, and the best player in California has a million followers and a million views, you know, doing some type of dunk and things like yeah. that. Yeah. We just lined up like, hey, you're in front of me, I'm gonna go at you, you know. That's so it. Like, it was, That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like it was no, it was nothing else. Uh, so that would be one thing I'd say, man, just keep your head down and just work, man, and, and, and it will work itself out um, is what I think. It's crazy when you think about social media. Um, you, well, let's think about, like, LeBron, right, back in 02 or so when he was coming out of high school. Like, social media wasn't a big deal then. And he yeah. was still a big deal coming out of high school. So imagine if he was in the social media era, how big of a deal would he – and he's – I mean, it doesn't really get much bigger than, than where he's at now. He's at the pinnacle of – of, of superstardom, right? So, mm -hmm. but imagine what, what what that would have been like for a guy like him, or even like Jordan. Imagine like during the Jordan era, if there was social media. I mean, it's, I mean, it's mind blowing. Mind blowing. Uh, and, and, and 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 you know, you 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 know, coaches, we have to take it. You know, you have to figure out. You know, you can't say no social media and things like that. Um, so you have to work around it, and you got to appreciate it for what it is. And, and and, uh, and let those kids be kids. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think, you know, those guys, you just, you get, they get real locked in on that. Um, so that's why I say just, you know, just keep that head down, man, and yeah. keep working. You know? yeah, just, just follow your path. Your path doesn't have to be his path, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and going yeah. back to this series I've done, same thing with coaches. Everybody's journey looks different, and, and everybody has different goals, but the way they get to that end goal, uh, the journey's different, you know, but just – Put your head down and go to work. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think you think it'll, it'll figure itself out. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Top three basketball movies of all time. Ooh, gotta go. Gotta put Hoop Dreams in there. Okay. Uh, I no, you're the first one that's ever said that. By the way. For real. I've you, know, it, you, know, you know, I came. I came to San Antonio and was recruiting, and. uh and I probably – I don't think I embarrassed myself, but I, when I – you know, Gates played and the Suns played in San Antonio, and yeah. so I met, uh, you know, Gates, William Gates. And I'm like, man, like, golly, like you – like I, I really, like, went out and played basketball because of you guys. Like watching that documentary, like, you know, changed my life as far as basketball. Like I got to put in work. Uh, 
And so I took a picture with him and I was excited. You know, I don't even know. I don't know if he, I don't know if he still gets that as much anymore. I don't know. Uh, especially down this way in Texas. Um, I'm not a sure. bunch of old guys uh, like that, right? Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, man, that's, that's Gates. Like, I, you know, I took a picture with him and like, man, like you, you, you don't even know how much that, that impacted uh, me in the game. Um, but I would say that. I would say uh, probably, uh, probably above the rim. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nobody's ever sat down either, by the way, but I feel you 100%. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and then, you know, I probably got to pay homage to the old school, man, like uh, – with like Hoosiers, you yeah. know, I, I like I liked Hoosiers. Um, you know, and I guess you can name some other ones too. Some of the new ones, you know, uh, Coach Carter and uh, things like that have been been good. The one about the Western, the Texas Western team, that was a nice glory road. Uh, but yeah, that's that's tough, man. What about you? What are your three? Well, well, going on real quick, going back to saying Coach Carter is new. Yeah. That's not new no more, but it's crazy how time flies. That, that's yeah, how, yeah, 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 yeah. That movie's got to be fifteen. Not is it eight? Maybe something like that. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah. you know, I'm I, I like above the rim. I love, I love, I love above the rim. Um, you know, it wasn't even fully about a basketball movie, but, but there was basketball in it, and so I was yeah. riding with it, and. uh no, you just got to think back to like your childhood or, or your younger years. What was very influential to you, you know? And I thought, um, "White man can't jump" is always it's always going to be up there. <laughs> you know? And nobody's ever said that. I've only asked the question like four or five times out of these thirty-five episodes. Um, yeah. Do you remember? Said, you remember? You remember Marcus? Uh, I think it's Marcus Johnson. He yeah. was a guy played basketball, and then he he was a guy that like, man, I'm going to go get the gun and uh, come yeah. back. Yeah. But his his son actually is on our team, uh, Cyrus Johnson. He's uh, really uh, he's learning and, and and becoming a good player. Uh, but yeah, his son's on our team, so you know. We got Mask on, like, nah, nah, this ain't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I haven't brought that up to him yet. I, we we just kind of met and just kind of went on. But I probably might have to say the next time, man. Like I remember that. What are they from Texas originally? They're from Cali. They're from okay. Cali. But he just kind of—I'm not sure what. I think Coach has an old friend that was that was with UCLA as an athletic trainer for years with Wooden and all between from Kareem to all those players. And I think he contacted him and told him like, "Hey, uh, you know, Marcus has a kid that um, you know that plays basketball. Not really getting recruited. Look at him." And, and Coach yeah. liked him, and we, nice. and we got him here. Yeah. So I mean. Uh... I still get anxiety when I watch that. Like it's one of those movies when it's on, I can't change it. It's got to stay on. But yeah. like every every time he tries to to dunk and loses the money on that on that outside court after they just won, I know he's gonna lose the money and, and he doesn't dunk it. And I'm like, why? And I'm like, why are you doing this? And, you know, it's it's not gonna change the outcome of the movie, but it gives me anxiety. It's he has to go home to his wife. He has to go yeah. home to his girl, and you know, not without the money. <laughs> I would say another one is uh is he got game, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know acting was eh, you know, but but the movie itself, like yeah. I would I would sit there like especially that first introduction to the movie where they show yeah. Ray Allen just shooting jumpers yeah. on an outside goal and, and and uh to me it sounds corny, right? But poetry in motion because it was, I was like, man, that is beautiful. And so I would go outside and just – I would watch that 
rewind it and watch it, rewind it, watch it. Just that little clip and go outside mm-hmm. and try to imitate it. And, um, you know, but that movie obviously has some significance in my life. But those, that, those are uh, probably the three favorites, not the three best. And Coach Carter, I, I can't leave that off. I'm going to pick four just yeah. because I'm stubborn. Yeah. I probably got to – you probably, I probably have to put it. He got game in there um, somewhere. That was, that was a classic. Uh, what was your favorite part of that one? Of oh, He Got Game? Was was that your favorite part, the intro? I mean, that that's my favorite basketball moment, I guess, in that movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, for some reason, the, I'm a shoehead, sneakerhead to an extent. Not like I was when I was younger. You know, I got I got a house and I got bills now, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, when they busted out those Jordans, yeah, uh, I thought that was for some reason. I just thought, man, those are sick. Um, but in that movie. I think when 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 Jake Shuttlesworth and Jesus when they play one on one, yeah, and they're going at it and, and they're kind of reminiscing when they were younger. Just that whole the whole vibe that and story that it was telling. You know that that's probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, but I always like the part where they where they came to the where they came with the five to the outside courts, and they're like, "We what you ain't heard?" And he like pulls out the newspaper. I like, said, oh, I said, how is that not all sweaty? You just got done playing. This is in a sock. <laughs> you know, I had that thing put up in my house somewhere. Come on, yeah. Booger. Um, yeah, yeah, Booger. That was his that, name. But but that but that scene in that movie uh, reminded me of just of us as as, as kids, yeah. which, which doesn't happen anymore like it used to. Right now, everybody just kind of goes to the same gym, and they don't even really do that. They just play AAU tournaments every weekend, you know. But like we would pull up on a, on a weekday or a Saturday morning or a Sunday uh, afternoon, different park, right? Yeah. You know, I'm gonna take my 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 Southside crew. We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna show up to your 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 side of town or your your gym or your court, and, and we're gonna put it on you in your own gym or, or on yeah. your own court. You know, that, at least that was the goal. And that was, if it, goal, it didn't man. work out, at least it was a battle. You know, yeah, that's what that reminded yeah. me of: just showing up with your squad and, and putting in work. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what it was about, man. That was fun. That was fun days when you're young, being able to do that. Um, now, I wish kids did that more. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I have open gyms as often as I can at our school. Um, yeah. And our, our kids are all about it. Right. So mm-hmm. we have good turnouts with our, with our kids, but like, I don't see kids bouncing, you know, to different places, mm-hmm. taking their squad and, and, and just putting in work. Just putting in work, you know, trying to see who's better. Yeah. Trying to prove yourself. Like you said, just, I know what you got. I know, I know who you are. We're gonna line up head to head, and and we'll we'll see what's up afterwards. What's up, man? Like that, that was like, that was fun. That was fun. We had a lot of rec centers when we were young in different areas of town. And once we got a car and was able to move around, like we would go to the rec center, man, and take our crew. Like we're gonna we're gonna run this gym. And there was always this one guy with a car, so everybody just stuffed in. Yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you got gas money, so I got two bucks. That's all I got. <laughs> anyway. It. Man, that's, that was good times, brother. Well, I appreciate you, Andre. I don't want to keep you too long. I know, I know, it's a weeknight. You know, we all got things to do. But I appreciate your time, my man, and and I'm very happy for you. I'm glad to see you, uh, you know, living out your dream and, and working at the Division One level. And, and I got number love and respect for you. Oh yeah, appreciate you, man. I love what you're doing. Um, you know, and last, man, I just want to kind of you know give a shout out to those guys to to San Antonio basketball, man. You know. Uh, for me coming up and, and getting to college and being in junior college, you know, I played, you know, I played with uh, Keith Simpson, you know, yeah. Keith Simpson, Albert, uh, 
think Albert's last name was Vasquez. Vasquez, yeah, Vasquez. Vasquez, he was at Lee. Um, this is our junior college team, you know, Eric Dawson. Uh, oh, he was on our team, Kenny Wilson. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, then when I left, I'm probably leaving people out, but when I left out, you know, Chris Ross came. Uh, Pat, Pat should have came. He should have played. He should have came to McLean. I think he ended up going to Panola, Pat Fields, uh, you know, and, and those guys, man. Ivan Johnson, you know, playing against him. He was at uh, Cisco. Uh, yeah, he was in a monster. I played against him all through high school. Man, you know, those guys, man. You know, San Antonio guys, Mikey Mitchell, Ike Fable, like those guys were when we came out, when I came out of college, they were yeah, they were at Hill. We were at McLennan. Um, so we, we were battle. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm missing some guys, Chris Collins and, you know, different guys like that, big Chris Daniels. You know, man, that it was some good – it was some good players, man, really good players that, that became pros. And some, a couple of some of them still playing, yeah. you know. Uh, and so shout out to those guys, man, and, and, and San Antonio period, man. Big, big part of my life. So I, I appreciate San Antonio all the time. Well, well, we claim you just in case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, y'all still running, man. If I'm ever in town, you know, I'm gonna hit you up and try to, yeah, try to, yeah. COVID slowed us down a little this summer. Those those guys picked up again. They're going out to a local gym, and a lot of those guys have been playing. But but real quick before we go, you know, going back just because we're all a little older, and Keith is older, you know, but this current generation, I don't think this these these current young young people know how good Keith Simpson really was back in the day. Oh man, he he was he was good. He was honestly, you know, and he kind of took me, you know, you know. I won't. I, I might tell you, edit. Nah, you can go ahead and show it. But he honestly kind of, you know, took me under his wing, man. You know, kind of like showed me the ropes as a, as a freshman. He was at McLennan. He was a, the host of my visit, um, you know. And and I remember he he would do this dunk where he would take the ball and act like he's going between his legs and touch and actually touch it, but he wouldn't take it all the way between his legs and bring it back and dunk it. And I was like, God, Lee, man, this dude had hops, had it all. Um, and so, I, you know, he, he was really good, man. It was really good basketball coming out of uh, San Antonio, man. Uh, so, I, you know. We appreciate it as San Antonians. The record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Well, my man, like I said uh, earlier, man, I appreciate you very much for your time. Um, if you need something down the road, and you got any questions or whatever you need, just feel free to hit me up. Yeah. Okay. Same way, man. Appreciate it, man. Stay, take care, stay healthy, stay safe out there. You too, man. Uh, Talk soon.